Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I don't think I like what you just told me to start throwing it on the air. I didn't think you would like what I just told you on the air. I don't, said, don't start swinging do, around now, people. Do, do, you, do, you, do you want me to say, I'll say it right now. I don't care. I, I just kind of get the feeling everybody's coming on to our side right now. We're starting to see predictions roll in from all over the I place. I kind of like the other way. And I kind of like the fact that we are the underdog in this whole Super Bowl. I, I, I still think regardless of what the experts say and who they predict, we still need to tell Patrick he's a three and a half, four yes. point, 17 yes. point, 27 point underdog in this game and that Brock Purdy is a better quarterback uh, than him, at least according to my friend's uh, cousin that we talked about the other day on the show uh, here on 610 Sports Radio. But I was just kind of going through the, the I don't want to say the predictions or anything, but kind of the headlines of the morning and then kind of looking around at what, you know, what happened overnight. And I seen that Madden, John Madden's football game, you know, not John Madden himself. He passed away some three years ago now. Uh, so if he's making predictions and we got some communication going on with the dead. Um, and if you could communicate with the dead, who would you want to talk and to? And if you could make that lucrative, go for it. John yeah, Madden, right. Exactly. If you can do that, man, let's do this. Um, so I, I click on the link, you know, Madden 24 predicts the Super Bowl. I'm like, all right, let's see who they got. Because you've seen a lot of computer projections on this thing, right? Everybody's talking about the game. Everybody's giving their take on it. And, uh, um, and I said, oh, okay, let's see who they got this year. And and they got the Chiefs winning. Madden has the Chiefs winning 30-28 to 28 over the San Francisco 49ers. And last year they predicted the Chiefs to lose by a score of 31-17 uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. And we all know how that game went. The Chiefs won that football game, and, and it was a much uh, closer game than 31-17. to 17. Uh, But at one point, uh, Madden was 12-5 and in guessing the winner. However, the last three years, Madden predictions have fallen off a cliff. They've been 0-3 in their last three. So they're 12-8. I know. I don't like the fact that they're coming alongside Kansas City right now. Continue to tell us we're an underdog. Continue to tell us we're no good. And continue to believe that, like, this team is built on Tyreek Hill. Because I still have seen a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of that. But... Yesterday, I thought, Josh, was a very weird day in the sports world because it was almost like the pendulum shifted to me. And all of a sudden, I started to see a lot of people, uh, Bob Griffin III, Colin Cowherd, your guy, Adam Shine. You know, you could do his voice, right? I cannot. You cannot do his voice. No one can do his voice. And now, all of a sudden, these folks have, like, they woke up on Super Bowl Wednesday, Josh, and realized the Chiefs have a good defense. Go to hell. And all of a sudden, people are sitting there going, hey, how about this Chiefs defense? This Chiefs defense is pretty good. And I'm like, Brett Veach. 
is really smart. I, I don't like the fact that people are now starting to recognize that this defense is good and starting to realize, hey, there's 11 guys on the defensive side that are just as good as some of those guys on the offensive side of the football. I kind of like flying under the radar like that. And now here we are. People are starting to talk up the Chiefs, and I'm like, go back to the regular season, losers. Well, that's not great. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't want, I don't want them now. Yeah, you weren't <laughs> with us all year yeah, long, I don't right? Want, I now want... you're gonna ride with me? No. This is officially a five alarm fire. I don't, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. But I, but I don't like this, and I don't like the the Madden trend. That one, the, that one, I don't like at all. But I, right. I would rather it stayed where it was. Sure. Yes, the Chiefs should have not opened as a dog. Right. Absolutely, never right? should have been. Yeah. I want them to to have that mentality. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they've just, you know, they've. They've killed all the way, you know, the, the, they've killed the, the internet and they've killed television inside their, their compound. Right. And we're just beaming in negativity. That's, That's what right. I want. That's what you got to do. And, and they find the negativity. You know how they work, Josh. They blame the media for everything, even though if the media does nothing, the, the PR department does a really good job of saying the media is the blame. And so they'll get all the, you know, the, the negative stuff. They won't give them the positive stuff. And I think that's Go good. Hell. I think I think Mahomes kind of needs still that, that, that chip on his shoulder. We don't want to tell him that anybody likes him right yeah. now. Everybody needs to tell Patrick Mahomes he's no better than Joe Flacco or something like that, hey, right? Uh, give him that chip on his shoulder Adam to Schein, play with. Don't be picking the Chiefs now, man. Chris Jones also needs to realize he's never going to get Aaron Donald money. Okay, that's right. Why? Because he's not Aaron Donald. Okay, yeah, remember that, that stuff. Yeah, that's the not stuff this, we I'm need to remember. Now, right. garbage. Remember yeah. that. Yeah, like, oh, the Chiefs defense has <laughs> all of a sudden become yeah. really good. No, yeah. they've been good all season long. Historically You know, this good guy, this guy, this guy. I'm telling you, I'm getting ready to jump through a table. There are a lot of great teams in the AFC. And he obviously referenced Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. And we talked about week one in, in MetLife Stadium and all the noise that comes with the Jets in the offseason. We start the show with the Bengals. We talk about the Chiefs. AFC is loaded. I'm telling you, the team to beat in the AFC this year, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I remember that guy. Don't, don't, <laughs> yeah. Ain't taking you now. <laughs> My guy, Josh Allen. Yeah, how's that going with Mr. January? Who, Don't you know, be picking the Chiefs yeah, now. Stop picking the Chiefs, national people. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And, you know, for, for most of the postseason, and really up until yesterday, Josh, you know, the, the, the narrative about the Chiefs was that, you know, they're no good on offense and they can't do things offensively. And now people are starting to go and, and, and look at this thing a little bit different and realize, wait a second here, the last three playoff games, the Chiefs have played about as flawless a football game as you possibly can, right? Like they played, all, they played really, really well. All, yeah. All, all, all Don't of the take this regular season. Look what they've done in the playoffs. Right, exactly. And well, I'll say week 17, too. Right. Week 17 is when they, they turned right. the corner, benched everybody in week 18, mm-hmm. and picked it up in, in the in the playoffs. And, and they've been playing great. And they've been playing for like almost flawless football, right? Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're not really turning the football over. They're not, you know, dropping the football. They're not doing all the things that they did during the regular season. But that's the narrative. At least it was up until yesterday, for the most part, the narrative on the Chiefs going into this game. And, you know, I was kind of walking around talking to you and, and Spectre about this a little bit yesterday it's like why are we still judging the Chiefs off their regular season 
performance because they're not the team that, that, that we saw in the regular season. Kadarius Toney's not costing you games now, you know, in the postseason. And, and that's the other misnomer. People continue to say that this offense wasn't any good. No, they're Kadarius Toney mistakes away from being 15 and two and nobody noticing, you know, that the offense isn't any good. And, and you know what, Josh, I'll tell you this as well. And nobody's going to want to hear this. Travis Kelsey's over a thousand yards if Kadarius Toney doesn't line up offsides. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's over a thousand yards if Kadarius Tony doesn't line up offsides. So not only did he cost the Chiefs multiple games this year, he cost Travis Kelsey the opportunity to be over a thousand yards. Kadarius Tony is in Las Vegas, should not be in Las Vegas, but is and should not be dressed on Sunday for this football game. He was the problem this year from an offensive standpoint. And I hate pinning it on one individual, but when you start to break it down, Kadarius Tony is the reason why the Chiefs were the three seed and had to go on the road in the playoffs, and he's the reason why Travis Kelsey did not get a thousand yards receiving for the eighth consecutive year. So let's break it down to that. Stop judging the Chiefs based on the regular season. I have seen way too much of that. You know, look at the San Francisco 49ers right now. You got to take their body of work in the playoffs, Josh. They did have that buy and they were lucky, but they were also lucky to get to the NFC championship game. And then they were lucky to win the NFC championship game. In both of those games, they were down by double digits to teams that are far less superior than what the Kansas City Chiefs are right now and are you telling me that if Brock Purdy gets down 10 17 14 points he's going to have the opportunity to come back against Kansas City the answer to that question is absolutely 100% no and that's how you have to judge this Super Bowl it's not what you did in September October November and even December none of that crap matters what matters is how are you playing right now going into this Super Bowl and I think the Chiefs are playing the best brand of football right now in the NFL I mean San Francisco obviously got there because they found ways to win and you give them credit for coming back like we did with the Chiefs a few years ago. But if San Francisco gets down early to the Chiefs, you know, we're going to have Legereus Sneed. We're going to have, you know, uh, Trent McDuffie. Somebody's going to come up and throw punch Christian McCaffrey. He can go back to the, the, the $2.5 million suite that Olivia Munn purchased for him. So I think right now we as a collective whole, not you and I, but the collective we are judging this team based on what they did in the regular season and what they did in the regular season isn't even comparable to the way that they've played in the postseason. Well, if you rectify it, right, which the Chiefs have, then the Niners can get back to where they were. Yeah. I'm not discounting that at all, but uh, and I will give you points for finding a way to win. Absolutely. You get, no question. You get, yeah. you get credit for that because sometimes things go that way, but to, to simply judge the Chiefs on the regular season and say, well, throughout the... Watch the playoffs. Right, they're throwing the ball to two guys and they're running the football at Pacheco. Mm-hmm. Don't get away from yourselves in that regard. No, Chiefs. not at all. Yeah, and you've had a lot of success. Make those one-off plays, MVS. Right, Justin Watson, mm-hmm. Noah Gray. Mm-hmm. Make those one-off plays. And Matt Bushman, and you're, <laughs> and you're 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 playing a, a different level of football, and that's what I'm judging them on. Mm-hmm. Now, if they start getting too many guys in the mix and doing all that stuff offensively in the game. I'm going to be like, mm, yeah, what are you doing here? Right. Yeah. Play the hits. Right. Exactly. On offense. On offense. On offense. And then hit the people on defense. And then defense. You got to do you in defense. Mm-hmm. You want your, you want your attention. You want your pun intended shine to the defense. Right. Well, guess what? That, that number of not giving up 30 and right. Being the team that's been led by defense you got to be doing that this week too. Mm-hmm. Like you got to show up and you got to shut somebody up. Right. Offensively. It's a good offense. 
A lot of pieces. A lot of pieces, yes. Do what you've done. Shut them down, and you'll get your you'll get plenty of attention then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go out there and <laughs> shut down San Francisco and hold them under 24 in this game, everybody's going to be gonna, talking about the defense yes. on Monday morning. Yes. That's going to be the topic of conversation, right? It's going to be the topic of conversation, and people will start to put this Chiefs defense in a category of its own. And we'll talk to Ben Maller coming up at 715. He had an amazing stat on this Chiefs defense and, and where it could potentially rank you know, moving forward. And so you'll hear that coming up at 715 today here on 610 Sports The other Radio. interesting part, I think, for the for the flip side, I'll be interested to see if, if San Francisco, when they don't win, mm-hmm. will Kyle Shanahan this time be shielded by Brock Purdy? Right. Or will Kyle Shanahan's shine be gone? Right, exactly. Because if Kyle Shanahan doesn't win again, that's he's not a, then he's not a closer. You right. know what I mean? Like, oh, no how question. Many t- how many times would... He's Joaquin Soria and Andy Reid is Mariana Rivera. Like, how many times would you have that, oh, my goodness biggest moment, not be able to do it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or will he be completely shielded by Brock Purdy? Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. But I, I did see a story yesterday, and I, and I was going to retweet it with a snarky comment, and I just wanted to back away because it was from NFL.com. Like, I just don't want to go down this rabbit hole right now. And it was the Shanahan family is nothing but winners. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Kyle Shanahan has not proven he's a winner. He's proven he is really good, but he has not proven that he is a winner. He's not been able to close the deal. Kyle Shanahan needs to shut the door. And I saw Stephen A. Smith talking about this the other day on, on SportsCenter or whatever show he's on these days. And and he said some they were kind of having the debate, Josh, of, you know, Kyle Shanahan. Is the, is the story on Monday going to be bigger, Kyle Shanahan losing or Andy Reid winning? And I think at, at, at some point in time, the national media, as, as we've seen all year, kind of tires of the Kansas City Chiefs. They may take the spin around and start looking at Kyle Shanahan and wondering if he's going to be able to seal the deal and close the door. So he's got a lot to prove in this game as well. But I think from a Chiefs defense perspective, they have the most to gain from a big-time performance in this. They go out there and they play well. People will recognize this defense, and they'll be the toast of the town. Sounds a little bit like do or die for the Niners. We'll get more with San Francisco host Dave. And Bruce, who joins us next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back in on a Thursday along with Bob Fesco. I'm Josh Klingler. Nathan Williams producing today. Time to get a little insight on the Niners. Damon Bruce, longtime San Francisco host, now with Damon Bruce Plus on YouTube, joins us. Brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. And Damon, I mean, my gosh, we got to keep meeting like this. 2014 World Series, San Francisco, Kansas City, two Super Bowls in, in Kansas City and San Francisco. We got to stop hooking up like this, huh? The good news is Madison Bumgarner is nowhere near this game for you guys. <laughs> so you're not going to have to worry about that at all. It's great to be on with you. Good morning to you and your audience, and here we go again, closer and closer to the Super Bowl. It should be a a monster game. I mean, we got two very worthy teams that are led the right way, that are run the right way, that are built the right way, and 60 minutes to decide a champion. It's why the NFL rules them all. All right, so heading into this week, we had, uh, 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 I don't know if it's a gate, but the practice field was too soft. We had Jed York last week saying, 
Man, I remember that first Super Bowl. I remember Nick Bosa getting held. Uh, Nick Bosa talking about the the tackles being holders. Uh, are they focused on the right things? That's a great question. Thank and you. I'll tell you, it is the most on-brand thing in the world for the 49ers to be complaining about a playing surface. This team is more concerned about the ground it's standing on, practicing on, playing on, whether it be turf or grass or what it's just it it never ends it's either levi stadium or metlife stadium or now practice field it's just it, it's it, it it's a story that that either follows the team around or the team follows that turf around i don't know how it goes but it does seem insane that when you have maybe the single best practice facility in the nfl they just don't say well give it to one team in the morning and the other team in the evening and they can both use the same facility and keep it fair that way. Um, I, I can't imagine that there's anything that happens on a practice field the week of Super Bowl that affects the Super Bowl outside of an injury on that practice field, which is why the 49ers are concerned about it. They have the right to be concerned. It, it is an inferior place to go, uh, but it, it's, it's too late. It, I don't want to hear the complaints. I really don't. I, I don't want to hear about it. And I will tell you right now that Nick Bosa is held in every football game that he plays in, including <laughs> yes. the Super Bowl that you guys won in 2019 season, 2020. Um, and and uh, it, it's it's something that is smart for the 49ers to be talking about and putting it out in the air. You know, there's a reason why Phil Jackson would always talk about the, the fouls that Kobe wasn't getting or Jordan wasn't getting because he's programming what might happen next. So I do think, it is reasonable for the 49ers to talk about how they hope to have a clean line of scrimmage in this game because that's a big advantage for them, they think. And I also think it's reasonable to expect an NFL-quality playing surface to practice on, which they have not gotten. But should it matter? No. I mean, it shouldn't matter at all. Once that coin gets tossed, I don't think there's an ounce of practice that is going to affect this game. Talking with Damon Bruce here on 610 Sports Radio. And I, I saw yesterday, and it kind of hit me, Damon, like blindsided me almost. It's been 30 years since the 49ers have won a Super Bowl. What's the anxiety, the angst, if you will, of the fan base right now that it's been so long for, like when we were growing up, seemingly the Niners were winning every year? If not now, when? If not now, when? This is it. This is it. They've been to three straight NFC championship games. They've been to four in the last five years. The only team in the NFL that's been measurably better, better than them is the Kansas City Chiefs. That's it. Otherwise, this is their moment. Kyle Shanahan cannot leave Las Vegas without a Super Bowl ring. It's just, it's time. It has to happen. And if not now, when? I don't think it'll ever be more set up. I don't think the season could have played out any better or gotten you to this big game as healthy as possible loaded, ready to go. This has got to be the time. So the anxiety is absolutely dialed up to 10. I mean, you can feel it. You can feel uh, almost, uh, you know, Niners fans gripping on the fact that they've got to go through a little bit of hell on Sunday. And that's what this is going to be. It is either going to deliver 49ers fans to salvation. Like you said, they've been waiting for for three decades, or it is now the never-ending fun being robbed of every regular season. Regular season success doesn't matter. If the Niners lose this Super Bowl, Bob, if they lose this Super Bowl, next season is dead on arrival because it doesn't matter if they go undefeated in the next season. No one's going to acknowledge it, salute it, enjoy it, appreciate it. Not at all. 
It's going to be about how Kyle can't win the big one, and until he loses the next big one, that's all anyone's going to talk about. So I hope that he can win the big one just so we can talk about something else out here because we all know Kyle is really good at this, but the question is, can he get it done when it matters most? He hasn't yet. It needs to happen on Sunday, or this town is going to create its own little earthquake Richter scale event with people flipping over kitchen tables. Two really good teams going at it. Obviously, Damon, uh, is Christian McCaffrey the the one spot where you say that's where the Niners should exploit? Without a doubt. Christian McCaffrey is uh, one of the single best football players I've ever seen with my own two eyes. You don't realize how good he is until you're watching him every game, every down, every snap. Um, he is all day and night long special, and he's touching the ball 35 times in this game, and Debo's getting another, you know, we, we got, if, if he's touching it 35 times, what do we got, like 30 more snaps maybe in a game to hand around? All right, 10 for Debo, 10 for Ayuk, 10 for George Kittle. That's kind of how it has to go. I think it's heavy doses of McCaffrey all game long, and and if you're asking the key players, it's Christian McCaffrey on offense, and defensively it's got to be Fred Warner. As you and I, Bob, talked about on my show, on Damon Bruce Plus, plug away, uh, earlier this week, well a great appearance. You looked healthy. You Thank looked you. fabulous. You were well lit. You don't have the I work morning baggy eyes going for you. You're still a young man. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Fred Warner needs to – be on top of George Kittle everywhere he goes all game long. Now, I don't know, as we've discussed, how George Kittle gets free release and Kelsey, wide open in every – Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis yeah. Kelsey. Okay. See, I'm getting my great, my great tight end confused. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, like this us. is the anxiety. This is – you know, you're in Vegas for a few days. Things start getting fuzzy around the edges. But how Travis Kelsey runs unimpeded doing whatever he wants in every football game, I just – I don't understand it. I really don't. And Fred Warner – hopefully, is the Travis Kelsey antidote. He is the best pass coverage linebacker in this league. And if I am Steve Wilkes, I'm just telling him, I don't care if you make a single tackle behind the line of scrimmage. I don't care if you tackle anyone other than Travis Kelsey. But you are just in this man's hip pocket the entire day. If he goes to the bathroom, I want you to hand him some toilet paper. So that's th those are the two biggest players in this game. It's McCaffrey and it's Warner. Damon Bruce with us here from Damon Bruce Plus here on YouTube on 610 Sports Radio. How good is Brock Purdy? He's really good. I mean, I don't know why we're even asking, like, is he good at this? The answers that every data point that all quarterbacks in the NFL have returned this year means this guy is good. You know, he's good against the straight-up defense. He's good against the blitz. He's good underneath. He's good behind the line of scrimmage. He's good at scrambling. He's good at throwing the deep ball. He's good at throwing to wide-open receivers. He's good at throwing to tight windows. He is really good at this. Kyle Shanahan has found the guy that he finally trusts with the depth and breadth of his entire playbook. And it's it's a different playbook now because of – of that, and it's not Jimmy Garoppolo who was very limited after his first read. Uh, Greg Cosell would always politely say Garoppolo's not very good late in the down. In other words, he can't get off his first read. Brock Purdy can get off that first read. He can make the second, third read. He sees it. He processes it. Um, you can't measure. You can't measure the computer inside these guys. You know that's the intangible. You can't measure how much of a winner he is. The 49ers are 21-5 and five with him playing quarterback. That is pretty significant. I think he's very good. 
I think he's got translatable skills. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No, no one is. You know, that's the thing. Patrick Mahomes is solely responsible, other than terrible talk show hosts having way too high of platforms in network television. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is solely responsible for breaking the brains of football fans. Everyone thinks that they can get their Patrick Mahomes. That's not what generational talent means. Generational talent means you don't see one of these, but for every like 10 to 15 years, that's who Patrick Mahomes is. And he had such instant success that everyone wants Patrick Mahomes week one rookie year, show it to me now, or it's not you. We got it. It's ridiculous. So, um, I, I, as I think I, I might have told you, Bob, there's no doubt. I think the 49ers have the better race car where the Chiefs had the better race car driver. Does Purdy need this as much as Shanahan? Well, he's still so young in the arc of his career. I don't think anyone is broken by a season two loss in a Super Bowl in a, in a career, but it would change the conversation greatly. The conversation that America wants to have about Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy can just be slammed shut once and for all if you hammer home that nail with the Lombardi Trophy. It seems to be that whoever wins the championship is the only thing anyone understands in sports right now. <laughs> one one team yep. good, the rest might as well be 0-17. Just galactic losers and one champion. And that's all anyone understands. So it would be great to just watch what would happen about the conversation around the Niners if they had that you know, trump card that is the Lombardi trophy. It would change things greatly. And to say that Brock's next contract when it comes up would be affected greatly is, is another nice little fringe benefit for quarterbacks who win Super Bowls. If the 49ers win on Sunday, what will they have done? Christian McCaffrey's in the end zone multiple times. We're talking crooked numbers, three or four touchdowns. They will have not turned the ball over, and Pacheco is under 60 yards on the ground. They really stifle the running game. They make Patrick Mahomes just deal with two weapons the entire game, and hopefully they were able to turn off the spigot on Kelsey enough to where now Patrick Mahomes really has a team full of guys that he doesn't trust with the ball, and he's running out of time in possessions because the Niners got a lead early. Early strike, early lead, Shanahan-style football, that's what the 49ers need, and they need it desperately. Damon, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the game. Thank you so much, fellas. It is always a pleasure to be on with you, and who knows what we're talking about next. We've got a St. Mary's, Kansas game coming up. How do, how do, how do, how do we do this again? How, how do we Giants? keep on? How about Royals Giants there, again? Well, I want that again. Royals, you know, that could be an exhilarating spring training game. I don't <laughs> yeah, think maybe. you just go to the World yeah, Series. Yeah, you're probably right. Damon Bruce of Damon Bruce Plus on YouTube. You can subscribe to all of his fantastic work, the best there is in the Bay Area. And he drops by courtesy of uh, Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. Somehow, Eric Bieniemy becomes a Super Bowl story next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. So this became a big time story yesterday. That's right. 
that Eric Bieniemy not only you know stopped by the uh, the the hotel in Baltimore to say hi mm-hmm. to the uh, Chiefs before the AFC Championship game, but was in the meetings. Also reportedly gave maybe the the the, the farewell speech, the, right? Uh, the final speech of the go night. Go get him. Yeah. Win it for the Gipper. Whatever. Go out there and kick someone's ass. Which was which was kind of interesting because just not your own. Uh, I'd heard he was he was going to come see the team. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you thought he'd sense. hang out in the lobby, eat dry snacks, yeah. and say hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And like oh, he's, he lives in town. He's still coaching with the. At that point, you still thought he was coaching. He technically was. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think once you fire the head coach, though, in the NFL, probably, anything's up for grabs. You're probably point, right? kind of on Wade and C mode. Yeah. But, you know, so I figured he's going to be in the lobby with some, you know, family members and whatever. And sure. They may let him inside the ropes, but, you know, mm-hmm. he's probably just going to say hi and do whatever. And mm-hmm. it turns out they bring him into meetings. Yeah, meeting room. He's like the speaker According Saturday to, uh, night, right? James Palmer of NFL Network. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, was well received. Patrick Mahomes discussed the uh, the visit. It's always great to have EB um, in the building. Just just being there and um, the energy that he brings, and the mentality that he brings, you can just you can feel just because he's 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 has that intensity, but he loves it. He loves being there. He loves being a part of the team and and being a part of the um, of that culture. And so just having him back in the building was was really cool. And listening to him talk and. Um, his energy, I mean, it just kind of got everybody. You could ask guys, I, mean, I think guys had a little bit of like chill bumps at the end, like, hey, we got EB's back here. And um, obviously, he didn't get that head coaching opportunity, but I'm excited for him to to continue to coach football and to continue to make his impact on the game. I like how he called it back in the building. Back in the a- building, right, the hotel, the Marriott Wharf side, <laughs> you know, wherever the hell you stayed, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's Eric Bieniemy back in the building, but like I, I'm, I'm over Eric Bieniemy, man. Like I, I'm not one of these people. I, w- I was talking to somebody in sports yesterday about, um, you know, about making trades or whatever it is, right? And and one of the things that I, I was told and, and and heard in the lesson that I was given yesterday, which I think is a really good one, you can't be afraid to move on from players, right? You can't sit there and say. I'm not going to trade this guy or I'm not going to move on from this guy because I'm afraid of what he's going to do somewhere else. That FOMO type feeling like whether it's trading Mondesi or getting rid of Tyreek Hill or moving on from Eric Bieniemy, right? You made those decisions. You have to move forward in this. And as sports fans, a lot of times we all like to hold on to the past, right? We all like to hold on to those that we know and things that we know. Eric Bieniemy is gone. Eric Bieniemy is no longer here in Kansas City. Yet we spent more time this year talking about Eric Bieniemy maybe than just about anybody else who's no longer in Kansas City. And does Eric Bieniemy make a difference after talking to a and, and hearing from a player? One of the one of the things that Eric Bieniemy did make a difference is was a little bit of that accountability, right? Like he's not afraid to get into somebody's face, whether you're Patrick Mahomes or whether you're Jawan Taylor or whether you're Kadarius Tony or Travis Kelsey or Creed Humphrey or whoever it is. Wasn't afraid to be the bad guy. Yeah, he wasn't afraid to be the bad guy, and maybe they were lacking a little bit, but the results are still the same. Josh, we're still sitting here three days away from another <laughs> Super Bowl, of course, right? Yes, and, yes. and you know, people were complaining about offense. And and wide receivers and all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is we're still here at the Super Bowl. Did it look a little bit different this year? You bet it looked a little bit different this year. But you can't sit here and make the case and say, well, we need Eric Bieniemy back in Kansas City because the fact of the matter is we don't. We're still in the Super Bowl whether or not Eric Bieniemy is here in Kansas City. And Andy Reid addressed it yesterday. He was asked about Eric Bieniemy and said to the extent of, I don't have any room on my staff right now uh, for Eric Bieniemy, right now being the key word there. 
there. And we were kind of banting around yesterday, and you actually came up with a nice job title if they wanted to yeah, bring Eric Bieniemy back. You can always back. like make stuff up, right? Sure, absolutely. I mean, he's it's not going to come back. You can hire whoever you want. He's not coming know? back as offensive coordinator. That job is that job is filled, right? Maybe you could put him on the offensive staff as something else, but I right. bring him back as the director of accountability. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a I great just, I title. Just make right? up, just make up a title. Yeah. What He's, do you do? I I'm the red ass. Yeah, here. I'm, I'm the guy who yells and getting people's <laughs> like faces. Right. What what is it? What is it you say you do here? Well, I I get after people when needed. Right. Exactly. And and so it's going to be interesting to see if Eric Bieniemy ends up getting an offensive coordinator job or maybe something at the collegiate level. I I don't know what the future holds for Eric Bieniemy. I don't. And, I, and still, I can't def- definitively say it's not here because it very well could be. It very I mean, well could be. Now fire the wide receiver coach if, if he still wants to be a head coach. Right. I would say this is not the path anymore. No, it's not. If you're not the offensive coordinator, right? Uh, but if he's saying, you know, I could just be a good coach and I'm not worried about being a head coach anymore and I just want to be somewhere I'm comfortable and I'm needed, well, maybe there is a maybe there is a way to carve out a spot for Maybe him. there is. But also, too, the other thing is that, that I think does factor in, at least it would for me, he's got another year being paid by the commodes. And so he has the opportunity to kind of take this year off. And and I would suggest that to him because there is this guy has interviewed 18 times for head coaching jobs, right? There is that, but I think there's also the fear. It's kind of the fear of missing out, yeah, but it's the right. fear of being stale. Right, sure. And if you get out. Will somebody want you back in? Right. Can you get back in? And again, it's it's whatever his ultimate aspirations are. If he's to the point where, you know, hey, I'm just not going to be a head coach mm-hmm. and I'm not interested in college and I want to be a professional coach and I just want to I want to be in the NFL. You may maybe you come back in some other capacity. Right. To Kansas City or to the NFL, right? Any of it, yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't know what that capacity is right now. Andy Reid said he's got a couple of job opportunities potentially out there. He's up for some jobs and. I don't know what those are because I'm seeing, you know, offensive coordinators hired around the NFL. I don't know how many openings there truly are right now, you know, in this league for Eric Bieniemy. But if he wants to come back, it, like if they want to fire the wide receiver coach, everybody could justify that, right? You can make that justification. The wide receiver position was not that strong this year. Maybe you make a decision there to to fire the wide receiver coach, or maybe a coach leaves this offseason. You, you may have roster turnover from a coaching standpoint on the offensive side, and maybe something does open for Eric Bieniemy, but I'm not a guy that's going to sit here and say, oh, we need him back as offensive coordinator because we don't. I mean, again, Kadarius Tony dropping the football and flipping it to the other team is the difference between being where we are right now in the, as the three seed versus being the one seed. It had nothing to do with coaching he this year, right? He came in and became Raul Banez. He did, yeah. For a day. For a day. He came in. You guys are good enough and by God, everybody loves yeah, you. I've Go seen kick it. their ass, I've right? seen it. I've watched you guys this year. Yeah. You just lock in. Right. You're still the... You're, you're still the Bleeping, bleeping Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely, yeah. Ready break. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah. So from I that mean, standpoint, it worked. Great. It worked. It worked. Yeah. It definitely worked, right? right? And it was it was it was probably needed, but you know, it it, it depends completely what his aspirations are. Right. Because if it's still to be a head coach, this is not the route. Well, and, and I don't he know if he's ever gonna be a head he coach. He went away to 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 find the route. Right. Didn't got work. cut short. Um, but you know, I, I you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I w- wouldn't say it'd be a terrible idea if they found a way to do it. But right. also, I don't think you have to go out of your way to do it. And we don't know exactly what Eric Bieniemy's true intentions are. Everybody right. seems to speak for those. But, um, you know, nobody really what knows it? what his true intentions are and what he wants to do. And maybe he goes back to Colorado and coaches with Dion. Who the hell knows what happens? Right. You just don't know uh, where he's going to end up. But it became a big story yesterday of Super Bowl week. But I can't sit here and say, yeah, we need Eric Bieniemy back because we didn't do so good this year. We're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it's you know hard to argue. I've been telling people, too, that's a date. The dangerous thing about this Chiefs team is 
they realize some of their shortcomings from this year yeah. and will be doing something about, about it. And they're still it, in yeah. the Super Bowl. And they're still in the Super Bowl. So right. Yeah. That falls into that category for me too. Like Correct. you could be like, we were kind of missing that that that, well, that wide receiver, that burner, that, whatever you want well, to say, no, the reliable that, that, guy. Yeah. But also that coach. Yeah, that maybe maybe we do need get, yeah. so who knows? Maybe, who knows who in there? And that should be scary for the NFL because they're still tweaking. Right. Maybe, and they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, maybe we do need a guy that's going to come in here and light a fire under somebody's ass every once in a while. And that's okay. But I don't know what that position is. But I do like your director, director of, of accountability. I think I'm that's just a making, very good just position. making it up. And yeah. I think it's great. Uh, we look at this week's pressure list. We'll get to it next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.